Hey everyone, it's Charlie Morgan here and welcome back to another training video. Um, so the topic of this video is going to be a bit controversial. Um, I'm going to be discussing why I think uh, e-commerce is the most difficult niche to start and grow an agency in. Um, now I want to preface this video by saying it is not impossible to start and grow an agency in the e-commerce space. Uh, we've got agency clients that do really well in the e-commerce space. They sign clients, they grow, they scale, they make money. Um, but for most people, the goal of starting an agency is to secure some financial freedom, build a six or multi six figure income and basically have a better life. And when they dive into the e-commerce niche, uh, it tends to be a lot more difficult for them than it would be if they went for the appointment booking niche. So this video is more for people, like if you've got an agency, you're in the e-commerce space, you've landed clients, and you're doing well, then this video doesn't really apply because you've already got a foothold, right? And what you'll probably find is that if you are in the e-commerce space, it takes a lot longer to get a foothold and that first client than it would be if you were doing brick and mortar lead gen. Um, long term, if you want to scale an agency, uh, e-com is really cool and it works. But if you want to just acquire skills and get a lot of sales calls under your belt, make some money and just actually start succeeding and working for yourself, uh, I wouldn't go with e-com. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. I'm going to break them down because I think it's important because, you know, people need to have this information because right now there's this trend in the market where everybody is moving towards e-commerce. So there is, um, when you start a business, right, most people struggle with critical thinking. Uh, and when I mean, when I mean critical thinking, I mean actually making decisions when you've got two options, right? And you're thinking critically about the problem to see what the best solution will be. And so because of this lack of ability to think critically and make decisions for ourselves without experience, we tend to turn towards two things to um, sort of determine what we should do. Um, the first is authority. The second is what everybody else is doing, i.e. social proof or groupthink. And what I observe in the agency space when people start out is they rely heavily on um, other people's word to figure out what is right, right? And that's totally the right, normal thing to do because how do you know any differently? Um, but the issue I see here is there's a lot of people in the agency space who have successful agencies uh, saying you should go into e-commerce. And I'm all for that and I'm all for being like sort of giving direction and everything. But the problem comes with this, right? What you've got to realize is that all these 997 course sellers, people that sell entry-level agency courses, um, if they have like an agency in the e-com space, then their students will gravitate towards the e-com space because they see them as an authority. But what you have to understand is the people who teach these courses started their agencies years ago, and they have a successful agency now when the e-com like industry as a niche was relatively unsaturated. And I'm not a huge fan of using the word saturation because I think it's quite a common phrase or word that people use to justify niche hopping, which is not a good thing. Um, but when it comes to the e-com space, like I said, people are making decisions to enter this space based on authorities that have, <clears throat> have a niche that works for them, but it only works for them because it's, they got in early, right? Now, this is an interesting thing because niches are or niches, whatever you want to call them, they are, um, they fluctuate. You might think that's a bit weird. So I want, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a phrase here and I want you to, to remember it. And it's called mass niche migration, right? And this is something that I've just coined to sort of explain what's actually going on in the market at the moment. And if you understand this and learn it, then your niche selection will become 10 times easier. So what I want you to imagine is that each niche, whether it's gyms, lawyers, accountants, dentists, e-com, e-com beauty, e-com hair, whatever it is, I want you to imagine that each niche is like a um, a massive field in an African plain, right? So you go over to Africa, you go over to the grasslands, and each niche is like a big field, right? And what we find is that agency owners are like buffaloes, 
right? Or wild, like whatever you call them, like water buffaloes or whatever you have in Africa, they, you know, they migrate from plane to plane. And what we find is that the buffalo, i.e. the agency owner, will go and migrate to where the grass is greenest and where there's the most grass. And what will happen is the buffalo, the agency owners, will eat the grass. The agency owners will sign the clients in that plane or niche, whatever you want to call it. And then they will migrate on to, they'll, they'll, they'll eat all the grass and then they'll migrate over to another plane where there's new fresh grass. And then they leave the plane that they just ate from and then they migrate back a couple of years later because the grass has regrown and it goes around this cycle like, like this. And we call this mash, um, mash, mass niche migration. Um, and that's something I've sort of realized because what we find at the moment is three years ago, four years ago, the e-commerce niche as a whole was really green. And people could go into the plane, the buffalo could go to the plane and there weren't many buffalo on the plane and you could eat quite healthily and you could land loads of meetings and signing clients was really easy. And, um, and a lot of people saw success. And so what we have now is we have people in on this plane who are eating because they've been really successful for a long time, like they got in three or four years ago when the grass was green. And now we've got loads and loads of people um, loads of buffalo, if you'd like, herding and uh, migrating to this niche where there's not enough grass to go around for everyone. And this manifests itself in regards to people really struggling to get clients, struggling to deliver results, struggling to scale, taking them way too long to land that first client. And so we observe this happen in all niches, right? We saw this with the, with the coronavirus pandemic, with COVID-19. Um, what suddenly happened in all of the brick and mortar niches, um, the grass was not green at all. Right, we had loads of agencies on one plane over here in the brick and mortar appointment setting lead gen space, and suddenly with COVID nineteen, this niche was sort of just cut out because no businesses could open, and so everybody flooded to the e commerce space where the grass was greener. And now that that migration has happened, and everybody's over here in the e commerce space, the grass over here in the brick and mortar space is growing again, and so. What is going to happen probably over the course of the next year or two is people are going to be in the e-com space, realize how fucking hard it is to get clients and scale, and then they're going to move back over to the brick and mortar niche. And then that will happen again, and there'll be a big migration back over to brick and mortar as businesses open up with COVID-19 going away. And um, and then a while later, it will go back to e-com. And I think what we're going to observe over the next decade of SMMA and agency marketing marketing agency space um, is there will be this constant mass niche migration between online e-commerce and brick and mortar local businesses lead generation and these are the two fields of thought that people operate between and i think that what will happen is the agency market as a whole will fluctuate between one and the other depending on what's most available the reason that e-commerce is currently the hardest niche to to scale in is because the grass isn't very green there's too many buffalo and there's not enough grass right and that is the definition of oversaturation now however what I will say is the e-commerce space is growing by 23% year on year. You know, by um, 2040, it's predicted to have this ridiculous growth. Like I did look up some statistics, but I can't remember exactly what it is. But, you know, I think there's like something like 10 million e-commerce stores online. However, only like, I think like a million of them make more than a thousand dollars a year and even less probably like 200,000 make more than six figures. So people think the e-com space is this holy grail of the niche because it's a growing market and it is and it will be but right now like we think oh yeah but there's 10 million e-com businesses but only like a very small portion of them actually would qualify as a good SMMA client that can afford to pay one two three four five thousand dollars per month and so what we find is that whilst it's a huge market only a small percentile actually qualify as the niche you're trying to fit so not everything that glitters is gold 
And you need to be really careful when picking your niche that you don't go through the, the mode of thinking, you just go for what someone else is doing that's quite far ahead, because you've got to realize they got their start in that niche years ago when everybody was migrated over to the lead gen space and a few people got into e-com and then they saw it was successful. So right now, the smart move is to understand this mass niche migration and move your way over to the brick and mortar space because this is this is where it's less competitive and it's always gonna there's always gonna be competition. There's always gonna be saturation. There's always gonna be lots of people in different niches. Um, but I think there's a way more people, the e-com space is way more concentrated right now. Um, especially having, you know, observed this, working with lots of agency owners. Um, you know, we've got people in the e-com space that can book a couple meetings a day quite easily. Um, well, not quite easily. It's, it's difficult work. It takes a lot of time to do, of course. But then we've got other people in different niches in brick and mortar, and they just book way more meetings without having a really strong offer. So that is my first point, right? Is to preface this video by saying that right now, as of me recording this, where are we? We are, what is it? It's like... July 2021, the econ space is not the best thing to do, right? But that does not mean that it won't be the best thing to do in a year from now, when everybody migrates back over and we see this oscillation between two poles, people move to here, then they figure out it's hard and they move to here. And I'm not encouraging niche hopping. You always want to understand that no matter which niche you go into, there are gonna be some painful problems that will make you want to hop to a different niche, to hop away from the problem, but you're gonna hop into another problem. So I'm not saying you need to just cut, suddenly quit. I just wanna inform you and tell you what the hell's going on here so that you can understand your situation a bit better, figure out why things are the way they are and go from there, okay? So, that's the first thing, mass niche migration, understand it and understand that we have got, I mean, dozens of people every day are being introduced to the e-com niche and the situation's only going to get worse. And yes, there's more e-com stores being started. And yes, the industry is growing, but it's getting considerably more difficult to scale because of the amount of people in the space, right? And the problem we have is that you can get clients in the e-com space. You just have to be remarkable at what you do you have to be able to have a better guarantee and a better offer than everybody else in the market. So don't get me wrong, if you are, if you have A-level, and I mean A-level, if you have top-tier service delivery to the point where you can genuinely guarantee like a 30 or 40% increase in revenue or a triple or quadruple ROAS deal, or if you can work on a pay-on-results commission basis, then you will be fine. But most people getting into the niche have never run a Facebook ad in their life. Right. And so they go to these businesses in the e-com space, which is far more complex in terms of service delivery than appointment setting. And um, and they get in and then they're like, oh, shit, like I, I can help you grow your revenue. And then the e-com, they get no meetings. They wonder why they get no meetings. And it's because their offer is just weak because everybody else's offer is really strong. So e-com niche is fine. You just have to be really good at what you do. And you also have to be willing to work on some sort of risky basis where you're going to guarantee results, work on a pay on results basis or something like that, because what we find in any market, in any capitalistic um, environment, capitalistic is a word, I'm not sure, but in any sort of market, what we find is that there's competition, right? And the only way you can really compete in business is to have a better product than, than your competitors. And over time, what we find is that the standard for guarantee goes from just being, I'll help you grow your e-com store to I'll help you grow your e-com store by 50% over three months on a complete pay and results basis. And I'll give you a thousand dollars if it doesn't work. And I'll also fly you out on holiday if it doesn't work. And then you start, yeah, we haven't got that yet, but that's where the niche is headed, right? And what's going to happen is all the people who can fulfill on that promise of delivering some ridiculous guarantee will fall off. 
and the standard will be really high. So it's already really high now. Um, you know, whenever we sign an e-com client for, the, for our agents for Imperium Agency, the first thing we have to sort is the offer. And most people are like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And I'm like, well, if you can't do it, then you can't compete. You're entering a market where you physically or um, in terms of your skill set, you can't provide more value than your competitors, which means in turn, you can't win, right? Whereas in the lead gen space, it's far easier for service delivery. It's easier to learn. It's more systemizable. So that's the first point. Um, so I'm going to break down a couple of the quick points here as well, um, just to sort of like explain what I think is going on and, and why I think e-com is also a bit harder to begin with. So the second one is lead sourcing, right? Lead sourcing is much harder to do in the e-com space. Um, it takes more time and it takes more effort and it's harder to find these business owners. Um, they're out there, they're possible, you can find them. However, it takes consider considerably longer to actually find the businesses in the first place. You have to invest more money. If you're starting an agency, cash is king. And before you know it, you spend most of your savings on lead sources or most of your time in your day is spent going through Instagram or LinkedIn and filling out a spreadsheet. And then you don't even have a very good offer anyway. So you reach out to the businesses, they don't reply and you feel like you've just wasted your time. So lead sourcing is number one. I'm going to contrast this with the brick and mortar space because in the brick and mortar space with lead generation appointment setting industries like gyms, salons, etc., it just requires one quick search and then you know the business. Then you can find the business owner and reach out to them. Whereas with e-com, you can't just run a search. It takes a lot longer and it's a lot more painful. Second point, service delivery. Service delivery in the e-commerce space is 10 times harder than service delivery in the appointment setting space, right? Maybe not 10 times harder. I might be exaggerating a bit, but if you want to be competitive and you want to win and you want to outcompete people in your market, you have to be really good at service delivery. With appointment setting, um, it's literally just a question of having a, a landing page, a thank you page, and then a couple of text messages that follow up on that person to book them in for an appointment. And then you have a couple of ads that run. And the beautiful thing about the appointment setting space or the lead generation space is that you can, if you're in a good niche, you can repeat the same process over and over and over again for every single client. And the problem with e-com is that it's not repeatable, it's not systemizable, and your service delivery has to be different every single time. And as a result of that, it means you have to pay media buyers or people who have more experience than you to actually run the campaigns for you. And that's a problem because you immediately lose control over the one thing that matters, which is service delivery and getting clients results, and you take a complete cut on your profit margins. So let's say you start out, you're planning on charging $1,000 a month for e-commerce, um, and then you also plan on charging $1,000 a month for lead generation. In e-commerce, because you're new to the market or because you're not great at marketing yet, you have to pay 600 bucks a month for a media buyer, which cuts your profit margins by 60%. In the lead generation space, you can just go ahead and literally go on an ad library and look at some funnels that other people are using in your niche, copy them, make a few edits, and then you've got your service delivery sorted. You keep the $1,000. Might take you a day or two to do, but you see my point, like it's so much easier to deliver and it, that means it's more profitable and it also means it's more repeatable, more scalable. So with our agency, with Northflow Consulting, um, every single client we sign up, we use the same ads, the same funnel, the same sequence. And that means that we can get clients on board and deliver them results literally within days. Whereas e-com agencies take like 14 days, right? We can start generating return on investment and appointments for our clients within two or three days of them coming on board and signing up. Right. And so they're more they're happier with us because they make more money. They stay for longer. And it's just for us, it's just boom, it's done. There's no expertise required. We don't have to hire anyone to do this except from a VA to follow an SOP that we've already figured out for the clients. So we can have our service delivered by a virtual assistant because it's so straightforward and there's no critical thinking required. 
every single time. We've done the critical thinking initially, and then we just repeat the same thing for every client. And of course, we're always making improvements and amendments to it. But you see my point, it's it's a lot more straightforward, right? And when e- with e-com, you have to have a media buyer or everything's different with the appointment setting, the brick and mortar space. If you have a problem for a client, you've probably had that same problem for other clients before you probably already solved it. Whereas with e-com brands, because they're all different, you're, you're going to have different problems, unique problems, um, and it just, you know, it's a bit more, bit trickier to solve. So that's the second one of service delivery. Um, not to mention all of this shit going on with iOS 14, um, tracking and Facebook ads in general. Like it's proving extremely difficult to actually do anything on Facebook ads right now. You're going to have ad accounts removed. Shit's going to get banned. It's possible. It's just harder, right? Whereas with lead generation, you can just literally run a Facebook lead form ad and then connect it with a text campaign and the client will be quite happy, right? There's a bit more that goes into it than that, of course. It's not as straightforward as I make it sound to be. But my point is that once you figure out how to do it once, then that's it. You don't have to refigure it out every time you sign a damn client. So that's delivery. Um, Third is scale. So one of the main arguments I see for people in the e-com space is, oh yeah, but you can scale with your clients, right? You know, they say, you know, if you want a 100K a month agency in lead generation, you might need to have... 50 or 60 clients, each paying you like 2K a month or whatever. Whereas in e-com, you can have 10 clients paying you 10K a month. Now, let me break some news to you, right? If you scale an e-com store to a certain point, they will take their marketing in-house, right? People have this vision of having an agency where you've got like four or five clients, each paying like 10K a month, and you only have to work like a couple of hours a day, and then you're sorted, right? And there's nothing else to do. And you've got like great relationships with like four or five clients. You've got contracts with them for six months and you can scale them to the moon. Well, unfortunately, that's not quite how it works. Um, it is to a certain degree because I've got friends in the agency space who have that, that model working for them. Um, and it's not as great as you think because if you lose one client, you literally lose like 25% of your revenue and it's a horrible thing to go through. Um, but like, what you've got to realize is these e-com stores, they want to grow, they've got missions of their own. And what they understand is that the best way for them to do that eventually is to take control of their marketing and to take it in-house. So by scaling them and helping them scale, you are firing yourself. If you get so good to the point where you scale them up to a certain level, then they will take their marketing in-house. They will hire a marketing person and they will fire you. Maybe keep you on as a consultant or something like that, but it's not as, it's not as profitable. So there's this argument with e-com, oh yeah, but you can scale with your clients and you can grow with your clients. But ultimately, you're just leading yourself towards death because you're going to scale them to a certain point where they turn around and say, hey, it's now time for us to take our marketing in-house. You've done a great job for us, but unfortunately, we don't want to move forward because it's, you know, why would we pay an agency 10 grand a month when we could pay a, a CMO 10 grand a month and have them do way more than what you're currently doing for us? That's the problem. And that's what happens. And I've seen it happen to people in the e-com space um, who have had a lot of success. They have this model and then it all comes crashing down. So that's the point of scale. And obviously, what I'll tell you what scales, and that's repeatable systems, right? It's it's having something that you can do over and over and over again without having to like think about it, right? You know, whereas e-commerce is much more complicated. Now that will never change, and you can scale an e-com agency. And I've spoken to people who have 100, 200k a month e-com agencies with different models, and they do really well. But remember, they started four or five years ago. They built that momentum way earlier. Okay, um, so that's that. And then um, the next one is margins. Um, I talked a bit about this earlier, but the profit margins on an appointment setting agency are usually much higher than margins on a e-commerce agency, um, at least profit margins. And that's because with e-commerce, you've got to account for um, 
higher media buying costs, staffing costs, right? It's um, because the job is more complicated and because it's service delivery is more complicated and it's probably gonna take a lot of time, you have to hire that out. So pretty much immediately, like I see this all the time where people start an agency and the first action they do is hire a media buyer um, or get one on board that can handle their clients which is it's a pretty good move because otherwise you have no testimonials or proof of concept to deliver results. But then as soon as you sign a client, you immediately lose 50% of your revenue, right? And I don't see that happening in any other business when you start and you just, before, like literally before you even take the money, you've already lost 50% of it. Like it's, it just seems crazy to me that it would make so much more sense to start in the lead gen space um, and have a more simple process for your client delivery, do it yourself for a while, scale to 10K a month, and then start thinking about e-com because then you've got some marketing experience and some sales experience, um, and that's that. So that's um, those are the points. Um, obviously, the first one is the mass niche migration. Um, lead sourcing is an issue. Um, client delivery is harder in the e-com space. Scale is actually harder in the e-com space because you're probably gonna get fired or you're gonna make your business fragile by depending on a few limited income sources. Um, systemization in the e-com space is significantly more difficult um, and also margins are probably gonna be lower in the agency as well. So I don't want this to, I don't want this to be a video that, um, I don't want it to sort of come across as a sort of like I'm shitting on the e-com niche because it is a viable niche and I know a lot of people who have grown successful agencies in it. It's just not always the best fit for people starting out or people that are in the really early days of their agency that are, you know, just getting a foothold. Like maybe they've got a client or two, a couple of clients, you know, but they've been struggling. Like basically, if you're struggling to get clients, something's seriously wrong with your business and it's probably service delivery or it's probably just because your offer doesn't quite compare with what everybody else is offering, right? It all comes down to the offer at the end of the day. And, um, and if you can't, compete on that level you can't compete at all whereas in the appointment setting space you can it's quite easy to figure out what works and then guarantee a certain result and then that's that and you're pretty much sorted so don't get me wrong appointment setting lead generation niches like gym salons beauty salons lawyers insurance agents they have their own problems there's loads of problems over there they're very painful to solve just as much as they are painful in ecom but if your goal is to just build a multi six-figure income for yourself and have a sort of the less, the least stressful and most profitable way of doing that um, will not be econ. Not for now, right? This is the key. Remember, we've got we've got econ, we've got lead generation, and we've got the buffaloes that sort of migrate between these two planes um, to wherever the grass is greener. So right now, the grass is, in my opinion, having worked with quite a few agencies and observed the market from a third perspective. Um, in my opinion, the brick and mortar space is currently greener in terms of how easy it is to get clients, how easy it is to deliver results. And the e-commerce space is pretty much bone dry. It's not bone dry. It's still possible to get clients. It's just harder. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know why anyone would want to make it harder for themselves. So I felt kind of like duty bound to just record this video just to sort of shed some light on the situation at hand here because... I think a lot of people are buying courses that were created a few years ago that would have worked a few years ago. But since then, the migration has happened. You're a bit late to the party. The train has already left and you're basically putting yourself up for some trouble before you even, you know, leave the, you know, go from the word go. You're sort of already down, if that makes sense. And I don't want that to happen to you. So, yeah, um, and this is a bit of a controversial video. I know a lot of people are in love with the e niche and anyone watching this who's in the e niche, I don't want you to suddenly quit 
and cancel and get out of it. Just because I've said this, I want you to just be more informed and have a better understanding of why you're struggling so you can actually come to reason with it um, instead of trying to just, you know, maybe just blaming yourself or freaking out. And everything will always be your fault. Never forget that. It's always our responsibility. Um, but it's my responsibility to give you some information on why I think this is the case, right? So that's everything for today's video. Um, if you like this video and if it gave you some um, valuable insight into a problem you have or helped you solve something, then there's a button that allows you to like it and it would go a really long way if you press that one for me. Um, don't forget to subscribe. I release uh, videos like this pretty much every single week where I'm just talking to a camera, shedding some light um, just on my experience in the agency space. And if you felt like you disagree with anything or there's anything that you agreed with or wanted to discuss, then drop a comment down below and um, we can open up a discussion. I do, well, I don't get many comments at the moment because it's still a new channel, but I'm sure in due course we will start to have some discussions down there. So that's everything from me. Thanks for watching this video and um, I've got nothing to sell you. So I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Cheers.